Welcome to the Balanced Chaos Podcast, where we talk about all things energy, spirituality, meditation, and how to bring this into your daily life. Mindfulness for the win. Awesome. So today we wanted to talk about um, some things that we're going to be talking about a lot throughout the podcast and just to give you a little background. So if you've listened to a podcast further along, hopefully you're back here to, to get to know more about what energy is, what it's doing for us, what energy healing is, and different modalities that we use to heal. Yeah, absolutely. To release stored emotion from the physical body. Um, So uh, let's start. (laughs) Um, I'm going to start by saying that we are all made up of energy. So your thoughts, your body, everything that we see and feel is energy. Yeah. So if you've ever walked into a room and it just feels different, you're like, ooh, something's different in here. That's because the energy in that room is really strong. Um, This can be something that feels negative or positive. Sometimes you walk in somewhere and you're like, oh, this feels so light. I just feel happy being here. Then it's got a light, happy energy. Absolutely. Our thoughts also create energy. So if you're focused on gratitude or something really happy, you'll notice your mood is better um, because that's a positive energy. But if you're focused on lack or guilt or shame, you might notice that your body starts to feel kind of yucky. And that's just the energy in your body showing you like, oh, this is not a high vibration. Yeah. So our bodies are constantly telling us, giving us little tiny signals about what is happening with our energy and also with the energy of those around us. So when you feel happy, you'll notice that you feel light. Like I automatically, when both of us are talking about this, we're like sitting up straighter. Like when we talk about light energy or being happy or high vibration, it does. It just makes you, it makes you almost taller. It makes you put your chest out more. Um, and then if you're having more like of the shame and guilt, you start to cave in, like almost hiding your heart. Um, Yeah. And so our bodies are constantly giving us these little tiny signals. So when you start noticing what your body's doing in different interactions, you can start to tune into what's happening with your energy. Absolutely. Constantly asking yourself, how do you feel? Or what does this feel like? Usually if it feels good, it's a high vibration. Um, If it feels bad, it's a low (laughs) vibration. Unless you're doing drugs, that's just the drugs. That's just the drugs. <laughs> that is not the vibration of your energy. <laughs> but in general, high vibrational feelings feel good in the body. Cool. So as you know, we are both energy healers and you know we talk about energy a lot. And so you might be going like, what I know about energy, but what are energy healers or what is energy healing? Why do I need that? Who needs that? What does it do? (laughs) Um, I personally believe everybody who is human needs it. If you have human parents or if you've been on this earth before or if you're still currently here, you should be working on healing your energy because our energy is always changing and it's affected by different things. So our environment, um, our food, the people we're around, um, the products we use on our skin. I mean, everything is always affecting your energy. Yeah. And there might be a time like you can look back like right now, if you closed your eyes, look back to a time that you felt really, really good. And chances are you were probably eating well, exercising, you had really great people in your life. Um, So things were just moving really easily for you because you were at a high vibration. Yes. 
And then if you think about a time that things weren't so great, then what was happening in your life then? Maybe you weren't eating awesome. Maybe you weren't getting enough sleep. So we're always changing and evolving. And by doing energy healing, you're able to keep evolving and notice what's happening in the body so you can heal it. Yeah, absolutely. It really creates a connection between the mind, body, and soul. So you have a mindful place to see where you are, how to shift it, and we start to train your body to heal itself because all of our bodies are capable of doing it. A lot of times we just get blocked by our thoughts or our limitations, so we're unable to tune in and be like, okay, how can I shift this? Yeah. So an energy healer kind of helps pull out where you're blocked in your energy field and help you relearn and reframe perceptions and actions and lifestyle choices to maintain a high vibration. Yeah. Um, because there's definitely times where you're like, I feel like I'm doing this and I'm, I'm working on this and this is going great, but there's just something. And you know, you can always see someone else better than you can see yourself. Um, like you have this friend who's amazing and you're like, you're amazing. They're like, Oh, but I'm not good at this. And you think, what, what, how, how do you even think that? So basically you're coming to an energy healer so that they can help pull out what it is that you're struggling it with if you're unable to figure it out yourself. Absolutely. Right? My favorite part of it too is that it's not always what we think. Like <laughs> yeah. uh, when I went to an energy healer originally, it was like, okay, I think that I'm fighting with my boyfriend, right? Yeah. But then they pull it out and they're like, actually, this comes from childhood trauma that you're still holding on to. So you're creating this narrative. So it doesn't matter if I dated that boyfriend or Tom down the street. <laughs> I was going to have the same problem because it's in my energy field. Yeah. Exactly. Like there's so many lessons that we're getting all of the time, but we don't actually realize that they're lessons or that it's coming to us because we're trying to learn and heal from them. And we're just thinking like, why does this always happen to me? Why can't, why am I always dating these jerk guys? Or like, why do I have bad luck? That's my favorite thing when people come in and they're like, oh, I just have really bad luck. No, no, you don't. <laughs> the universe is presenting you with a lesson that your soul is yearning to heal and you haven't noticed it yet. So it has to keep repeating just in different ways. Yeah. It just is kind of like, hello, this is still here. Hello. <laughs> come on, figure this out. And we do. Sometimes we just need to, to dig out what happened in our past to understand the stories that we're telling ourselves that are creating our reality. Well put. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Sometimes. Kristen um, with the bombs. Bombs. <laughs> Knowledge drop. Um, yeah. And you know, when we talk about childhood trauma, because this is something that we'll also talk about a lot, I'm sure this will be a complete episode, but just because you had a good childhood doesn't mean that you have nothing traumatic from it. Absolutely. So children, well, human children, we, our brains, the way they work, they're constantly almost delusional. Like we create meaning to things that isn't always there. So like if your mom says, you can't have candy before dinner. There's people who will hold that for a lifetime as my mom doesn't think I deserve nice things or my mom doesn't think I deserve to have fun. And it's like, whoa. Which obviously she probably just didn't want you to have candy before dinner so you would actually go to sleep. Yes. So those little things can be childhood trauma. So I don't want you to think if we say trauma that it means your dad beat you. Yeah. It can be very little things that just stick with you and shape your reality. Absolutely. Cool. So... Um, I feel like that covers a little bit of, it does. Yeah. I think we should talk a little bit about the energy body though. Like yes. What it's made of. That sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> so you'll hear us talking about chakras often. Um, we have seven major chakras that go up the center of the body. A chakra is just where a lot of the energy in your body meets. Um, and the goal is for your chakras to flow at a balanced level. Um, but many of us create blocks. So if you have a blockage, that's going to create certain physical symptoms, ailments, and, uh, emotional symptoms as well. 
we also can leak in the chakras. So if your chakra is overworking, it's going to leak out energy, which will make you feel physically tired. Um, and then we also have meridian lines that are used in acupuncture. <laughs> and um, what these lines are, they're just like the side streets of energy. So like the subtle energy movement throughout the whole body. Yeah. So I, I'm sure most of you have seen the image of some, you know, a figure sitting down and they have a rainbow color from coming from the base of the spine all the way up to the head. Those are your chakras. Yes. Um, and then meridian lines, if you, it's almost like visually, I'm a visual person. So it's like picturing all these little tiny lines coming out from that, that move through, um, hands, feet, legs, yes. all of that. Um, and your major organs. And then a lot of times also in energy healing, we're working with the aura, which that is kind of like your subtle energy body. That's what people feel before they like touch your skin. <laughs> yeah. So when you, you know, when you're standing and you're, you feel someone behind you, like they walk in the room, you don't hear them, but you're like, somebody's in here and you turn around and they're there. That means that their energy field has hit yours. yours. Yes. And what that is, is the aura. And there's like seven layers of the aura as well. Yes. Um, which we'll go into later, but it's just important to know that your energy body is not just within your physical body. It is outside of it as well. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's talk about some ways that we like to heal energy. Um, so other than just touch in a session, um, we both talk often and do this modality often. We do breath work. Do you want to go into that? Yes. So breath work is one of my very favorite things. Um, it's a form of meditation, but it's a form of meditation that's super active. So for somebody who's like, I can't meditate, I can't sit still. Hey, uh, you need to try breath work because it will yes. change your life. Um, so when we, when we talk about breath work, there's a lot of different types. Breath work is essentially it's pranayama breathing, prana being energy and life force. So you're bringing this life force energy actively into the body. But what we're doing is we are doing a breath work that's all through the mouth. So when you breathe through your nose, which a lot of yogic breathing is through the nose, that's bringing you up and out of your body. So you're coming like up and out. You're feeling a lot of things, but it's more on a, I'm blanking on how to say this now. I said it so well <laughs> yesterday. Um, it's, it, that's more to observe Yes, what's outside of the body. That's, that's the word. Yeah. So what's happening outside. And then with this particular breath work that we're breathing through our mouth, mouth breathing takes you into your body. So when you come into your body, you're able to feel things that you've maybe been avoiding or don't even know that are there. That's suppressed emotion. Yeah. Like that's one of the most amazing things about doing breath work is you're like, I feel great. And then you do it and you're like, whoa, what is happening? Why am I crying? I just cried for 20 minutes. <laughs> so all these things that we've maybe shoved down recently or for a very long time are able to come out, move through the body and then release. Yeah. You can fully process them. So you transmute that energy in a way that normally would take a long time or we would like, our egos are really good at trying to avoid the things that we try to avoid. Yes. Breath work gets around all of that. <laughs> yeah. So it's super, nice. super confronting and brings you right to what you need to get through, but it's only 20 minutes. So yeah. <laughs> 20 minutes and you're like, Whoa, what just happened? I feel great. A lot of times after you're feeling super light, so light, and love airy. high. Yeah, yeah, love high. It's just like a, a full different thing. We actually just did a breathwork session yesterday and with a bunch of people. And it's just, I love seeing the shift after the breathing. 
Because everyone's just... I do too. My favorite thing is that as we describe it in the beginning, I think every <laughs> single person you can see on their face, like, this probably won't work for me. Like, yes. Everybody kind of doubts it. Like, oh, well, I'm really damaged or I have so much. Then they do it and everybody's like, whoa, I felt everything. Like, yeah. So it really is a good modality for everyone. Yeah. And I will say the first time I did it, I'm like... I've done a lot of stuff. I do yoga almost daily. I I know about breathing. So I was all, whatever. I'm sure this will be fine. And I did it and I was like bawling. And I'm like, well, there was a lot there that I thought I had processed that I hadn't. So it's just such a cool thing. And it's different every time you do it. Oh, that's what I love about it too. Yeah. Yeah. I've had some deep meditative experiences. Other times I've just cried. Other times I just felt really like light (laughs) afterwards. So I like it too because you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. So yeah, that's one of our favorite, favorite modes of healing and something that's super accessible to everybody. Even if you're like nervous about doing energy healing, breath work, we all have breath. We all have bodies. All you got to do is lie down and let us coach you through it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and we do offer that. So if you're interested, you can find our Instagrams. Yes. Um, at common total chaos and at be well balanced. We do it together generally on Sundays, but that could always change. Yeah. We do have a weekly breath work session. Yes. So if you're interested, the we do ones where you're at home and that way if you're not quite sure <laughs> not ready it. to cry in front of everybody. <laughs> yeah. But I will say the group stuff is amazing. It is. It's a powerful energy because you're you're feeling everybody collectively, which is tight. Yes. <laughs> um our next modality that we both like to use and teach, yes, um is meditation. So do you want to talk about for yeah. those who don't really know? Right. So meditation is, it's taking yourself um, into the very present moment. It's creating stillness. And by sitting with yourself, you're actually able to calm down, refocus, let go of worry and stress. And usually you're focusing on one thing, either it's a guided meditation. So the sound of the voice and what they're telling you to do, or you're focusing on your breath or maybe a single word. And by super hyper-focusing on these things, you're able to let go of everything else that's happening around. Um, what I always love about meditation is it's the times that you're like, I'm so overwhelmed. I'm so busy. I have so much to do and I can't do anything. If you sit down and meditate for five minutes, suddenly you're like, nailed it. I can do all of this <laughs> in like 10 minutes. Everything is fine. <laughs> And you really get it all done because your you, your brain isn't going in a million directions. You've calmed it down and you've calmed down your nervous system and then you're able to continue on. Yes. I love that. I've actually like, I really like meditation for grounding, like my high anxiety clients. Mm-hmm. We can use it for grounding and actually clearing phobias because so much of that is just your soul starts to fly out of your body. We need to bring our soul back in. You're always attached through cords, so you're not <laughs> separate from your body. Um, when that happens, you die. Um, <laughs> but it is such a good way to bring your soul back in, and it's so easy. So many of my clients that come in with high anxiety that have been on medication for a long time that want to get off, and not that I'm against medication, do your thing. Um, you do but <laughs> we work with these grounding meditations, and oftentimes they're shocked, like, oh, that was all I needed. Like, they're almost disappointed. Like, I could have had this the whole time. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, right? And I think meditation, the word itself, scares some people. Yes. They, like, feel like they need to be, like, on a mountaintop, so zen. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, hey, that's that's actually not what it's about. No, yeah. But I'm thinking about other things. I'm like, well, yeah, that's the point. Just keep bringing it back. Yes. It's training your mind to, it's like... the awareness. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, bringing awareness back. And practicing that non-reactive, like just because you're thinking about something else doesn't mean you have to like jump out of meditation. Like, no, I can actually stay here and, and keep grounding. And be still with it. Yeah. yeah. I love that. 
Um, all right. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. Yeah. So, um, I mean, my, I would say if you've never meditated, try a little meditation today. We'll link something in the bottom, just a little quick grounding meditation that you yeah, can start do. With grounding. Yeah. That you can do at home. Cause grounding is the most important and it's something you feel right away. I think, like I said, when I talk to people and they're like, you meditate, how do you do that? I'm like, I literally just close my eyes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's it. Like, don't, don't let anybody tell you you're meditating wrong. Cause I don't think that that's possible. Yeah. It's really for you. Um, I also like to use prayer as a modality for yes, healing. Absolutely. Um, for me and how I teach it, um, I don't go into a religious sense, but I realize a lot of people have, um, religion ways. So they're used to doing like a ritual prayer or a prayer that they say every time at church, or I deal with a lot of clients who have never been in a religion and they're like, I don't know how to pray. So I like to give yes. instruction. Um, it's very simple actually. It's like often when you're thinking in your mind, switch it to positive. I use my spirit guides, which we'll do a whole podcast on spirit guides. <laughs> don't worry. But I like say. to start with like just dear spirit guides and then I'll pray for whatever it is. Like dear spirit guides, please keep me grounded and in light and love today. Um, dear spirit guides, please send me abundance and cheer, whatever it is that I feel like I'll need for that day. Instead of worrying, I like to snap my brain from overthinking and go into just, okay, well, I'm going to create, co-create the feelings I want and then I'll pray for them. And I also like to say, it doesn't have to be a ritualistic prayer to where you sit down, get on your knees, take 10 minutes. You can pray while you're driving. You can pray while you're walking up the stairs or into a room. It doesn't have to be complete stillness and silence. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't even need to be alone. <laughs> you can, yeah. you just need your head and uh, some, some thoughts, right? right? So it, all of these things, it's like, don't make it complicated. And I think that's one of the big things for us is a lot of times people hear spiritual things or energy healing or this, and they think it's like, well, I could never do that. But like anyone can do these things and we're trying to really make it accessible to everyone because you're going to feel so much better. So useful. (laughs) So much better. Um, I do want to talk about a little bit about ritual in since we're, since we're kind of going that way. Kristen's a big ritual person. (laughs) Ask her about her necklaces on hikes. (laughs) (laughs) I am. No, I, I think I just like the same things. No, but rituals are like little bitty things that you do every day. Yes. They can be like a big giant thing, but it doesn't have to be like for me, it's a ritual to drink my coffee outside in the morning because I feel more grounded and connected and calmer if I'm outside, which, you know, summertime in Las Vegas makes me mad about that because I'm like, do you switch to iced coffee? I'm sweating. No, I still drink hot coffee. Oh, wow. I know. It's a habit. Um, But, and also like a bath at nighttime. I love that. Love that. And same thing, like it doesn't have to be the exact same time every night or something like that, but it's just the ritual of like, I'm getting in a bath and setting an intention for my bath. Um, I like to use some bath salts, like Epsom salts, maybe some essential oils, light some candles, just something to make it feel like a treat. Yeah. So to me, like rituals are almost treats. Yeah. Well, a ritual is basically creating a mindful habit and yes. you're setting an intention where intention goes, energy flows. Um, cause I, I'm making fun of you for having rituals, yeah. but I actually am a big <laughs> ritual person too. Um, I love like my prayer before I sit with every client, I do the same meditation. I do the same, um, motion to protect my energy and it works. Or like if I feel like I've walked in a crowd and I've absorbed somebody's energy, yes. I have the same ritual for cleansing it and clearing it. So they do have their purpose. They, they have, have their them. purpose and they're, it's just like a nice 
little thing to do to keep make you more mindful and keep you connected with what's happening around you. Because really all of these things come down to awareness, mindfulness, and just shifting your perception. Yes. Okay. So then let's bring that to my next favorite thing. <laughs> okay. Critical feeling. Okay. That's yes. what we teach. So a lot of times in our society and um, in our culture, we are very programmed to critically think. So we overthink everything. Everything, like literally everything. You overthink what coffee you're going to get when you go to Starbucks. Yes. Like, right? You rationalize, you <laughs> analyze, because God forbid you make the wrong choice. Right. <laughs> like you will never get another chance to order a coffee. Yes. <laughs> so I like to teach instead of thinking, because what happens when we're thinking too much we start to block up our energy channels and our nervous system so we can't really feel what we want. And that does create actual blockages in our chakras. Yes. So I like to tell my clients, just start feeling. First, if, you're, if you want to get a coffee, ask yourself first, how do I want to feel? So for me, it's usually energized. If it's summer, I'm going to choose to feel cold. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> I am too if I'm out of my home. It's just my home coffee. <laughs> so then I'm probably going to choose an iced coffee because it resonates with how I want to feel. And then it's like, okay, well, I want to feel light, so I'm not going to get cream because that might, you know. Might make me feel a little happy. Yeah. I need to go to the bathroom <laughs> So, I mean, just as simple as making my choice for coffee, I can go right into how do I want to feel, and it becomes so much easier, and it's more in alignment with my higher self and my intuition and my highest good. Right. Instead of being like, well, I saw the ad for Starbucks and now they have pumpkin spice. It's 110 degrees out, but I want it. It's fall. So I should have the pumpkin spice. I know I kind of want iced coffee, but you, but like literally this is what happens in our minds as we're making these decisions. Instead of just going, I'm hot. I want to have a cold coffee and I want to feel like I have some extra energy because my children didn't let me sleep. Right. <laughs> So always asking yourself, how do I want to feel? Getting so used to that because this is another lesson, but once we start rationalizing, so like, let's say it's, I want the iced coffee, but it should be fall. My friend posted a cute Instagram picture. I'm going to get a better picture of my pumpkin spice latte. (laughs) So we start rationalizing reasons why we should get the other one. You're already going against your intuition. You're already, and then we attract a lesson. So you get your pumpkin spice and then you drop it. (laughs) It spills all over you. And then you have to work with pumpkin spice shirt. (laughs) And and that's you, but literally that's the universe saying you should have listened to your intuition. So pay attention to when you're rationalizing, overanalyzing, and just be mindful, take a deep breath. And then just say, how do I want to feel? What feels best? And then you can make your decisions from there. That is a full hour of energy healing right there. Yes. And (laughs) it's like as soon as you start to go, I want the iced coffee, but stop at the butt. Yes. Get rid of the butt. There's no no butts. There's just iced coffee. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But that's like that butt that happens in your head is you saying like you starting to rationalize and going Mm -hmm. against what you really want. Yes. That was a really good example, starting with the coffee. Thank you. I mean, everyone's drinking coffee, right? If you're not, I'm sorry. (laughs) Make it tea. I don't know. (laughs) Um, So then let's talk about what happens in a session. Oh, yeah. In a one-on-one energy healing session. Because a session might involve some meditation. It might involve some breath work. But initially, when our clients come in, we start with feeling. Yeah. Like literally physical touch. So in an energy healing session, if you've never done it, our clients, we work kind of the same way. Yes. Um, our clients come in, they lay down on a massage table face up. Yes, face up. Um, I like to start depending on the client. Like if they come in and they say, I'm having this problem and this problem and I know it's in heart chakra, I might go to the heart chakra. But generally I like to give them a reading starting at root chakra, working my way through each chakra. Yes. 
Because sometimes somebody comes in and they tell you like, this is what I have going on. But I mean, sometimes you can right away feel that there's other things happening yes. and you're like, mm, let's just Like see. that's just a symptom. Yeah. That, the- yeah. <laughs> that might be a symptom of something else. So we will, we'll talk to them first and see what they're hoping yeah, to get out of. what their intention and like yes. where they feel blocked or stuff. Why are you here? Yeah. <laughs> usually there's a reason or it's like, I don't know, my friend told me. Yeah. My wife made me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we give them a, so I, our gifts are in touch. So we can feel the chakra. We feel if it's leaking, if it's shut. And then usually we go over symptom wise, what that would cause it, emotionally, what it was caused physically, what it would cause, um, and then we break it down for them how to shift that, how to heal it. And then we open or close the chakra. Yeah, depending, depending on, what, on if you're leaking or if it's blocked. Um, yeah, but it's it's we get really great results pretty quickly. Um, and there's a lot of things you realize in a session that you might not have known about yourself. Yeah, I think that's one of the, the coolest things is, is just watching people and go, oh. <laughs> like you never, I never put together that I'm frustrated with work and hate my boss because my dad said this to me when I was four. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> like, wild. It's wild. Yeah. So there's a lot of big awakenings in a hour healing session, yes. really. Um, we also use touch to calm the nervous system and settle the body so that you can get out of that overthinking in your mind. So you'll usually leave feeling very relaxed and lighter because we've calmed down the, um, uh, cortisol. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Cause your nervous system, it's, so smart and it's always like doing things to keep you safe but because of the way that our world is and we're constantly stimulated with phones with I mean there's like barely a time that you are unless you're actively meditating or doing something to slow things down like usually our rest time is watching tv which is still activating that nervous system so when people come in for a session many times they haven't been meditating and so their nervous system is like and we're just here to like settle it down, settle it down. And using that physical touch helps to like make people feel safe. Um, at first it can be a little jarring for yeah. people because they're like, Whoa, what is happening? Yeah. Who touches this much? <laughs> yeah. Why are you touching me? But you know, teaching them how to, to breathe, to calm down, to do this. It's just basically a session is giving you the tools to settle, to, to settle, settle in. To yeah. feel. To feel. We're big feelers. <laughs> All that feeling. Um, it does also, I find, that it helps the client feel more safe with us. We don't mm-hmm. realize how much humans crave connection. Yeah. And physical touch is a love language, and it's used for a reason. So people start to feel a sense of love and peace when maybe they've been stuck or pushing people away or self-isolating. Yeah. So it does kind of bring you back to that, oh, there is love in the world. <laughs> there yeah. is love here. Yeah, because... So often if we are like isolating from others or pushing others away, even unconscious, unconsciously, that's very hard to say. Apparently. <laughs> um, when someone comes in and like puts a hand on the shoulder, it's like, Oh, that was oh so soothing. thank you. She wow. just touched me. <laughs> touched Do you feel it? No, <laughs> I, I feel so loved right now, <laughs> but it just, it, it opens that back up. Absolutely. Yes, it does. All right. Um, yeah. So let's talk about changing perceptions and what that even means. Mm. Let's. Okay. <laughs> so a perception is how you are understanding or creating something yes. or taking it. Yeah. So like, like, a thought or like how, idea. yeah, how your, your perception of like, it could be something as simple as the perception of your day. Yes. Right. Yes. So like, it, so let's say you made the bad decision. You got the pumpkin spice latte yep. and it's 101 degrees <laughs> and you spill it on me and you're sweating and you just burned yourself <laughs> <laughs> and you go to the thought, 
This whole day is ruined. Mm. What's next? This sucks. I can never make the right decision. Your perception is then going to co-create the rest of the day to suck. Yeah. Your sweater's going to get stuck on the doorknob. It's going to tear. <laughs> <laughs> you might fall out of the car or you drop your phone and it goes under your car and you have to go grab it. Yeah. You get to work and your boss is like, why do you have black stuff on your face? Because you hit it on your car. <laughs> <laughs> and then your computer won't turn on because you forgot to turn it off yesterday. And you're like, see, I this is exactly what it is. I am dumb. And you tell yourself that. Oh, negative vibration. Yeah. So what we would do, so if you came in with all those perceptions... We would work with you on, okay, no, let's find the lesson, the first place, that spilled coffee. Yep. The lesson was that you didn't listen to your intuition and you should have got the other one. Once we get that lesson, though, the rest of the day doesn't have to be bad. No. We can shift into, instead of what else, what's next, into, you know what, something good is going to come from this. I can't wait for the rest of my day to go up and get yeah. better. Yes. And, I mean, you know, you can think of somebody right now who always chooses the, like, well, this, it's just one of those days. That's like one of my favorite phrases. It's just one of those days. Well, that's because you're making it one of those days, right? Instead of being like, oh man, that's, that's too bad. Well, good thing I keep 22 shirts in the back of my car. I'm ready to, I'm just kidding. But you can just use it as a lesson and let yourself move on and know that the rest of the the day is going to be better. Yes. Um, I'm going to take this a bit deeper. That was a fun example, but I get a lot of people like, let's just say, your perception of your mother-in-law is that she's controlling and horrible. Yes. Okay. If you come in and tell me I have this major problem with my mother-in-law, she's ruining our holidays, she's doing this, she's doing that, I would work to ask, like, okay, if you're triggered by her, what is that showing you about you? Where are you giving your power away? And when we assume somebody is always one way, we don't give them energetic space to change. Yes. So if I think my mother-in-law is always horrible, and then that's my perception of her, even the day she's not being horrible, I'm going to take it at, like, she might come in and bring flowers and be in the best mood, but I'm going to be like, she did that because she doesn't think that my flowers are pretty enough. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, that was not her intention. Yes. But your perception is going to make her always seem evil. Yeah. So whatever, no matter how much this mother-in-law does to like do nice things to you, you've already decided that she's not. So anything that she does, you're going to think that she's doing it out of spite or, or maliciously. Yes. So yeah, we're really working to shift those perceptions to make your life feel better and be happier. But I love this because so many people think like, that's not going to work for me. My, you don't know. My mother-in-law is Satan. And it's like, <laughs> no, no, try this new thought pattern. Allow each situation to be new. Don't assume you know how she's going to react or how she's going to be. And you'll see you give her energetic space to be a different person. It's so amazing. It's like the coolest thing ever, yeah. right? Because, yes. Because yeah, you're able to, it's, it's like we're not open to this change until we realize that our perception of something shifts. And it's same with, with yourself. Like, yeah. like when you, so at the end of that example, when I was like, and I'm dumb and I knew it. Like when you have that thought about yourself that's running on a loop, I think that's a really important like thing to pay attention to. So oh, you can is. like shift your perception of yourself, right? Like paying attention to your thoughts. Yeah. I kind of went on a different tangent no, there. No, that but. was good, but I get it. Cause like, okay, like growing up, my mom was really fast at math and good at math. And so I always told myself, because I wasn't as fast as her, that I was bad at math. I never gave myself a chance to be good at it. Yes. I still haven't. But I think if I could shift that perception, I would be really good at math. No, it's so, it's, it's so true. Like we have all these stories that are told to us and sometimes... Um, there's stories that are ours There's stories that came from something else. But when you run a loop with that story that you're not good at math, then you don't allow yourself 
the space to be good at it because you've already decided it's done. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. I'm not good. The end. Yes. (laughs) So that is where energy help, energy healing helps kind of like the mind when we're trying to do a mind, body, soul connection, we're involving that touch. We're involving prayer and meditation, which is the soul and like that kind of feeling. And then mind, body, soul. Soul. I, I said soul. Body is the touch and mind is changing the perception. Changing the perception. <laughs> Did you get that? Do you want us to say it again? No. <laughs> long story long. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So you have to connect all three of these these things in order to like shift your life and come into a more optimal health, wellness, yeah. happier space. Yeah. I high, do wanna, vibra- high vibing. High yeah. vibrational. I want to cover one more big yeah. part of energy healing. Okay. That every illness and pain in the physical body is a manifestation of something that is off between the mind, body, and soul. Which, this is a really hard concept for people to get. Because people are like, no, 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 no. I, you know, injured my leg when I fell that one time. This has nothing to do with my energy. But it does. Well, it's like, why did, okay, it's why did you need the experience? Not saying that you attracted it intentionally. Because no. most of us don't, especially like our injuries, our ailments. We're not saying it's your fault. But what we're saying is that there is a vibrational reason that you've attracted this into your life. Um, I'm going to use the example of breast cancer. Yeah. Okay. Because it's a big one. Uh, Breast cancer, usually there's precursors before your body just goes boom, cancer. Yeah. So our body's always communicating with us. And what we found, there is a book, if you want to double check my references, (laughs) called Women's Wisdom, Women's Bodies. And it's written by Dr. Christine Northup. She's wonderful. Um, it's a very long book, but I highly recommend it. Um, and she is an MD and she showed like over years, she did studies of her patients that had, um, common ailments and then their personality traits Yes, and they matched up and it's shocking to see, but a lot of women that get breast cancer, usually around between 40 and 50 were the same women who in their early twenties had, um, common yeast infections, which TMI but, but it's a part still, of life. It's part of bodies. Um, <laughs> and what she found was all of these women had a tendency to put everybody's needs before theirs. They were the caretakers, the caregivers. Mm-hmm. They would pour from an empty glass. And so the body was saying when they would do it in their early 20s, like, hey, you need to stop with something very curable and very easy, like a yeast infection. Not yeah. comfortable, but something but like, we can get over fast. Yeah, and something that was going to slow them down a little bit yes. and have to like be present in their body. It's like a big, like, hey... I'm uncomfortable. Slow down. Yes, exactly that. Then when they didn't get the message, those same women around 40 and 50 years old then show up with a lump or breast cancer. And that is the body now screaming, saying, hey, look, you've put everybody's needs before yours. Um, You know, you've thrown this elaborate dinner party and then forgot to eat yourself. Yeah. Um, You've done all of this for your kids and you don't know where your happiness is. And it's like once you get breast cancer, it does make you have to sit with like, shoot, who am I? What do I need? And you really have to slow down. Um, so that was an intense example, but you do, we do need to be aware of like everything in the body is a message. If you hurt your ankle when you're 16, but you're still holding pain in your ankle when you're 30. Yeah. There's something going on there. Something there. I was going to talk about, um, just a little smaller example of something you could think about for yourself. If you have like a chronic pain, chronic pain that like comes up, it maybe comes and goes like I, I have one and I know exactly what it is. And so when it comes, I always use it as a little reminder, right? So I will get pain in my wrists 
and your wrists are all about like being in the present and not thinking into the future. Well, I, that's not my strongest suit <laughs> is, as Brooke knows, like it's something that I really work on, but times that I'm really overdoing it, like I, my wrist will just be killing me. And for a long time, I didn't understand that's what it was. And this is something that started for me, like high school age. And I would like in my mind now thinking back, it was when I was thinking about college. What was I going to do? Where was I going to go? So I started it then. And anytime I'm getting too far ahead of myself, my wrist will start hurting me. So when it does, instead of being like, oh, my wrist, it's just broken and it never, I go, okay, like what's, what's happening? What am I doing? Let's slow down. Let's meditate. Let's and you, well, you can use it as a tool. Yeah. So now I, it's like this amazing tool for me. Exactly that, that I can know what's happening and know that I'm going too far into the future and I need to slow down and get back into the present. Yeah. So. And it's, I mean, there's so many things I like to do this one too, because so many Americans are in debt and worry about money, <laughs> but low back pain, yeah. generally financial. Um, and it's when, even if you have money, it's the people that are constantly worried about it, watching where every penny goes, not believing that the, the universe is abundant, or they're just fixated on numbers. Like I check my bank account eight times yeah. a day. You start to get really stiff in the low back because energy locks up in your root chakra, which is our survival, our safety, our security. Um, I love it when clients come in and they're like, I've had this low back pain. I've, you know, I've been on pain pills. I've done this. I've done that. I've been to chiropractors and I will just start talking to them about money. They always think I'm crazy every time. And then they always come back and they're like, you know, I haven't had low back pain. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm pretty good at my job. No, (laughs) I know what I'm doing. But it's just that awareness. Your body, if if you're in pain, your body has a message for you. Yeah. That something is not lining up between your mind, body, and soul. And you need a shift of perception. Yeah. So it's just taking the time to acknowledge it, right? Yeah. Oh, hey, hey, wrist, hey, low back. Like, what are you trying to tell me? Let's figure this out and move forward in a different way. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Well, that, I mean, that's a lot of energy healing. (laughs) And like, I feel like all of these will probably be broken up into a longer episode at some point, but we wanted to give you just a little background so that when we're like, uh, breath work, meditation, like what you know, or so you can know what you know, you know now, right? (laughs) (laughs) You guys are so informed. Um, (laughs) yeah. Awesome. Thank you guys. Um, we look forward to seeing you in the next podcast. Yes. Thanks for tuning Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.